0: I'm Karen. You switched it up on (laughs) me, so now I'm going to have to say the Crash
1: Test Mummies. (laughs) I did. Right, you go first. Hi, I'm Alexi. And I'm Karen. And this is the Crash Test Mummies podcast.
0: Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Crash Test Mummies podcast. Um, On this episode, we will be talking about parenting styles. We have asked for you guys to send us what you think we should talk about. Parenting styles comes up a lot, and we both have spirited children. If you don't know what spirited is, you're about to get real comfortable with the word. (laughs) And so we are going to be talking about how we parent them as well as how we parent our other children.
1: Yeah. Hi, everyone. I... Really, I'm looking forward to talking about this because it's something that is, you know, in our everyday and we haven't actually had a proper conversation about it between us. So it'd be interesting to hear our thoughts and opinions on this because our children are not little angels, but it is interesting to explore the different teaching teaching styles the different parenting styles that we have and also what we do similarly because we have kids that are similar and kids that are very different.
0: And different, similar. They're all great kids. They just have their own list of things that they aren't quite perfect at. But that's kids, isn't it? And that's
1: being a mom. Yeah, exactly. And also, I actually, having thought about it briefly, my kids none of them are more difficult than the other. They've all got special attributes that contribute to their levels of difficulty and their particular needs. And none of them are, I don't want to focus on negative, you know, I'm saying difficult. It's not that they're difficult, they just have got to be approached in different ways to ensure that they're nurtured.
0: Absolutely, and I think that's why I really like the word spirited and the term spirited child because it doesn't connotate a bad child. And I think that for people who don't have a spirited child, it's easy to look at a spirited child and say, oh, that's a bad kid. But because they don't actually know what it's like as a parent trying to raise a spirited child and trying to pour into them while also, you know, helping them hone in on those traits that, while they may seem like naughty or bad traits right now, when they get older, if you can work on them and tailor them, you know, being stubborn or being a bossy child, you know, that's a leadership skill. Just learning how to turn a bossy child into a leader is that's part of our job. And I think that, you know, in a in a a way, being able to parent a spirited child is is a gift. It's not easy. I can tell you what, it's made me a way more patient, better person. <laughs> it's very hard. But I feel honored to raise Hudson because I know, I know that when he grows up, he's going to do some awesome things because of his personality.
1: Yeah, it's quite sad that I don't know about you, but I certainly feel that he, that Jonah, particularly because he's in year two now. So he's already well into the school system. I don't feel that they support Jonah enough in school. So I have to ensure that they bring the best out in him and that they are sort of aware of his needs and how to address him because Jonah is not a naughty child. Just like you said, he is spirited as well. He um, he processes things in a different way. He uh, physically is different to the other children. So he can be quite invasive of personal space and he's quite clumsy. And that doesn't mean that he's, you know, malicious or, you know, difficult in that way. It's just that he is slightly different, and he needs to be approached. He, he need his his behavior or his yeah his behaviors need to be approached in a different way to someone who may toe the line or, you know, be a goody goody.
0: <laughs> totally. I totally can relate, and also as far as personal space goes, I think with Hudson that is one of our biggest difficulties is teaching him that not everybody likes to be touched and hugged and kissed and cuddled because he's such like a loving and even like he climbs on his friends at school, and you know the teachers will be like, you know we're trying to get him to stop climbing on people, and I'm like, (laughs) but it's just because he loves them, yeah. But no, I have had so many one on one conversations with Hudson's teachers because I want to be his advocate and i feel like if i'm not his advocate no one will be um because i know that he's not a naughty kid and that he's really good but to be fair he actually does do really well in school he just they they say he is very emotional um and so he does cry a lot he takes his friendships very seriously because he is so emotional and loves so hard and i think he wants to be loved in the same way and doesn't always he doesn't understand, you know, there are many different ways to appreciate and love someone. Um, and as well, I feel very thankful because Hudson's teacher does a positive reinforcement uh, to the nth degree. She is so good at being positive and, um, so I, I really couldn't ask for a better teacher for him. I, I know that she works really hard one-on-one with him and totally understands. Like we talked today and she said, he is just, he just feels things like way stronger than some kids. And like some kids are very emotional and some aren't. And like, it's okay. Like we're working on it and you know, it's early and we're going to get through this. And just having that, like the fact that, I, I can trust her with him. And I I know there's going to come a year where it's going to be hard, like you said with Jonah. But for now, I'm thankful that he has such a good support system.
1: Yeah, I like that you said advocate. I think that's a really good way to describe being a parent to a child who is misunderstood a lot of the time. And just before we um, started recording, we were talking about how we it breaks our heart to think that they're not fitting in or they are not... Um, but they're misunderstood. Friend. They're misunderstood. Yeah, that that they don't understand why people don't want to play with them or something. Um, like I had a meeting with Jonah's head teacher, and he said, "Oh, some of the children find Jonah a bit too rough, so they don't want to play with him." And I think, yes, but if you understood him, yeah, if you if you understood him and you saw him the way that I did, then it would be different. But I think that. Um, you can't you can't go to every individual child and sit them down and explain exactly what your child is like in the hope that they'll say oh yeah I'll give him another chance you know what I mean right They have to navigate that friendship world
0: themselves yeah and that like you said we were just talking about it and I I I cried as teacher today because Hudson he's, they're doing the best friend thing at school. And one day they're best friends with this kid, but the next day they're best friends with another kid. And that's really affecting him emotionally. And he's coming home and, you know, saying, nobody likes me. Everyone hates me. And it it breaks my heart. And I talked to his teacher about it today. And I was like, I kind of want to take him out of school because I don't like hearing my four-year-old say that everyone hates him. And he comes home and he says these things and my heart is breaking. And like you said, you know they. Have to learn to navigate this world of friendships. And that's, it's our job to support them and to have a listening ear and to teach them and walk them through it. But we also have to trust, you know, that at some point we have to let go of the reins and they have to, you know, figure that out.
1: I think we're very lucky in this. Uh, time that we are able to um, be so open and adaptable to children's behaviors whereas before it wouldn't be understood and I think it's so important for us to nurture that behavior and celebrate them for who they are however there is a risk of overindulging and one thing that I really have to concentrate on with my parenting style with Jonah particularly is, okay, when is it being naughty? And when is it, personality is kind of what I'm going with, but like, when is it like just his natural way of being, you know? Yes, I totally, that's something
0: that we're working on right now is when is he being, like you said, naughty? And when is it just but part of who he is, and then trying to figure out how to handle both situations without knocking his self esteem and without making him feel bad. Because I don't believe that, like, like we, I said before, you know, if I if he got in trouble for all of the little quirks that are his personality that aren't necessarily great right now and that aren't <laughs> that I have to work that he needs to work on, I would be yelling at him all day long. It's and that's why for us positive parenting works because i have to reinforce the good and also find a way to wrap him in like as much love as i can and get all of his little emotions in check and let him know that he's loved even when he is making choices that aren't necessarily right
1: yes exactly um i do sort of feel that um that older generations sort of roll their eyes A little bit at our generation and the way that we parent because they think that we're too soft on our kids or we give them more of a um, uh, more of a say more of an influence on things like uh, I know that we've discussed gentle parenting before Um, yes talking about the older generation how they used to parent in a way where it it was revolved around the parents' lives and then kids would fit into that whereas now it's very much the family element and you know we want to include the children in in our decisions and our activities and I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all because I wouldn't have it any other way however I and I have found this with the older generation that there can be a um, a, a point of conflict that they disagree with our parenting styles. Yeah, and even not
0: even just older generations. I've found that there are lots of parents who look at the way Hudson is and look at the way I'm parenting and think that I failed, <laughs> and they don't. They just they don't get it, and they you. It's, I struggle with it so hard. But yeah. me, when you do it and you watch the change and you watch the way they respond to it versus the way they would respond to being yelled at, being spanked, being, you know, forced to do things that make doesn't make them feel appreciated. It's just – I don't want my kids to be scared of me. And I don't feel like I was afraid of my parents. Like my mom says that I – she she says I'm raising myself. I was a lot like Hudson. But okay. my mom – Yeah. And so like when I ask, you know, when I'm struggling, she used positive parenting with me before I think positive parenting was a thing, you Uh know? Like she always would get on my level and talk to me like a normal person and be like, you are the only person who is in charge of your emotions. I cannot be in charge of your emotions for you. You have to make these choices. You can choose to have a good day or you can choose to have a bad day. You know, which Mm. do you want to have? And of course, I mean, I got my butt spanked a few times, but that wasn't, punishment for me on a regular basis. That was like, if things really hit the fan, you know? Mm. And so for me, looking back at that, that's even more encouragement for me to raise my child that way because I see how much I grew as a person. And I'm like, I, I want Hudson to grow in the same ways. And I want to support him instead of make, undermine him or make him feel like he's not good enough. I want to lift him up instead of push him down and belittle him. I don't want him to be afraid of me. I want him to love me and know that I love him. Yes. Just like my parents did did with me, no matter how hard it was. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's easy to take when you have kids who are like Hudson and Jonah. It's easy to take the easy way out and punish them and put them in their rooms and do this and that. But the the harder choice is the right choice because Mm. that's why you're a parent at the end of the day. You don't know what you're going to get when you have a baby. But if you have a spirited child, then you need to step up to the plate and take responsibility for that and, you know – make it work man <laughs> because I didn't know what I was signing up for when I had Hudson but now that I I see I read the books I read you know I I've, I've tried everything and I've just found personally and for Hudson that that's what has worked best for us and I think that's when you have a spirit of child you have to figure out what makes them tick and what kind of parenting style is gonna work for them and be consistent.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that is a key, actually, that, yeah, you have to maintain that level. Even if you're so tired of it and you think, why haven't they learned? I mean, if I give you a quick rundown of Jonah, we think that Jonah's got dyspraxia, so it means that he's super clumsy. And there has literally never been a drink in his life that he has not spilt. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, he, does, he spills his drinks. He can't tie his shoelaces because his fine motor skills aren't sort of um up to scratch and in school he'll knock into people sort of walk through people like just doesn't know about this sort of space and it comes across as being quite not violent but a bit boshy as I would say a bit too kind of in your face and and I hate to think that the way that he is is um giving him a disadvantage in school but um yeah, I just think that he uh he's misunderstood, like we mentioned before. I think that um that is that is a, a big issue.
0: Absolutely. And I think sometimes half the problem is getting our teachers and other people on board with the way that we're parenting and trying to get them to understand our kids um, because it's so easy for us to sit there and say, this is what's going on. These are the problems we're having. But they have a whole you know, class of kids and they see it the way they see it. And a lot of times they think that we're their parents, that we have blinders on, that we're not really... You know, seeing it as it is, but the best thing we can do as parents is to to look at our kids, love them, and know that we're doing the best we can and that we do know them better than anyone else and always advocate for them no matter what. And as someone who knows Jonah personally, I'm the first person to say that he's awesome. Like every single kid has their own issues, and we just have to work with them individually forget what the teachers say, forget what the principals say, don't let it get to us as parents or as people and just love them, which I know you're doing and I know I'm doing, but I know as well that it can be hard. And what about your other kids? What how do their personalities yeah. fall in line with Jonah's and how do you have to parent them differently or Well, yeah.
1: I mean Yeah, it's it's funny because I just assumed when I had kids that they would all be the same. And I actually can't believe that all humans that I created are all quite different, you know, like, uh, I mean, although Jonah and Fox are carbon copies of each other in terms of looks, um, they're quite different. And winter is a little oddball in the middle. But like I said before, there's no sort of, better or worse child in terms of behavior they all have different needs and winter is obviously we struggle with his speech um and so the communication can be a frustration for him and for us um so like you don't really know whether he understands if you're trying to tell him that something's wrong, he just sort of smiles <laughs> vacantly. It might be that he's a genius and he knows what he's doing and just like <laughs> pretends.
0: Adam didn't but... start talking until he was three, so.
1: Okay, well, fo- the Winter was four, is for today. <laughs> Sorry, he is four today. Um, and uh yeah he's he's okay at communicating but he there's still a lot of gaps in his in his knowledge and so it's quite difficult to communicate that with him you know if he can't say what he wants how can you explain to him if he's done something wrong you know um and yeah I think the dynamics of having older and younger siblings like he's him and Jonah are friends and him and Fox are friends and He'll be the older brother to Fox and, like, won't share. No share, he says. Uh, And then pushes Fox around. Whereas, you know, he's a different... He behaves differently around Jonah because Jonah's the boss. Although saying that, we have real issues with punching with Winter. Punching and biting have been... In the bane of our lives yeah yeah presley and-
0: bites we have a biter
1: so i think okay good well so winter's front tooth is chipped so it makes it razor sharp if ever he bites you i get so angry
0: yeah presley has left so many marks on hudson and it breaks my heart because i'm like how why and poor hudson just doesn't you know he just doesn't understand
1: yeah, and you feel like a terrible parent because you've let this act of violence take place. Like Winter and Fox were in the bath the other day and all of a sudden Fox started crying and I said to Winter, What's wrong? And he just, you know, pretended he couldn't speak, even although I'm sure he can. And uh then it was only later that evening that I saw that there was this perfect bite mark bruise on Fox's forearm.
0: With the chip tooth and the
1: with the, the chip tooth and everything. <laughs> oh I know. yeah. I know.
0: See, I we're different because I know you said all of yours have their own issues, but like Presley is literally like an an idyllic little angel child.
1: Yeah. You've said that before. I know.
0: And I I don't, I don't mean that to sound bad. Like I love them both the exact same, but I, I have, um, you know, 99 problems and Hudson's 95 of them. Yes. (laughs) And then there's like financial, marital, and then Presley's like one. And again, I don't mean that in a mean way because I've just come to terms like Hudson requires a very great deal of my attention as far as parenting goes. Mm. and But then I feel bad because I feel like in that process, I'm giving Hudson so much more attention than I'm giving Presley. And that's an issue that we've had recently is that Hudson has been very demanding of attention. And, and, you know (laughs) – I have to find a balance, and sometimes I think that he purposefully acts out because he wants the attention, even mm. if it's even if it's negative attention. He doesn't care. He just yeah. wants that attention, and he's desperate for it. If, and if I say to Presley, "You're beautiful," he'll come over and say, "Well, what about me? Am I beautiful?" Or if I say, wow, you did so good at school today. Well, did I do good at school today? You know, like today (laughs) we were in the car and I was like, Presley, I'm so glad you didn't, you know, pee in your pants at school today. And Hudson's like, I didn't pee or poop in my pants at school today. (laughs) I'm like, well, Hudson, you are four. (laughs) Like, I hope. I would be concerned if you did, we'd have a problem because you've been potty trained for two years,
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah, I know. But it actually, it's quite that reminds me of being a teacher and the frustration that the good kids in the class would feel if you praised one of the naughty kids for, like, I don't know, sharpening their pencil, yeah. <laughs> like something like that. And they they're like, "Well, I'm good all the time. Where's my sticker? Where's my praise points?" Yeah. Like. And yeah, you have to find that balance where you, I guess you can find ways to praise them all. Um, But yeah, you do sometimes focus your attention, especially if you're going through a certain phase Mm -hmm. on one particular child.
0: Yeah. And I've also noticed that like if Presley does do something wrong, one of her big things is that she, she does disobey a lot. She'll directly disobey and will do the exact opposite of what you tell her to do. She's a little bit defiant right now, but I don't. I don't respond to her in the same way that I respond to Hudson because it's so not frequently that she does something wrong. And I'm kind of like Presley, that was naughty. Not like Presley, let's come over here and have a chat about this. And maybe you need to go have some quiet time upstairs. Whereas like with Hudson, every other sentence out of my mouth is, why don't we go have a chat about this? And maybe you should go have some quiet time downstairs and when you're ready to calm down and come down and talk to me about it. You know, and sometimes I wonder if Hudson <coughs> sees the way that I parent them differently, but it's, you know, it's, and I don't know, finding – it's just, again, the mom guilt thing. I just feel guilty, but the reality is it's not my fault that Presley doesn't do anything wrong. But she's only two. There's plenty of time for her acting crazy.
1: Yes. Yeah, I know. Uh, there's plenty of time for her to uh, – uh, what was I going to say? Go on the wrong side of the tracks. But I think you'll probably have a handful with Presley in her teenage years. I think girls oh, can Oh, yeah. Be. Well,
0: girl. that's why I never wanted a daughter, but I'm so glad I have a daughter, of course. Yeah. But <laughs> – But I know that as soon as 13 hits, I'm going to be like, because Hudson by that point hopefully will have his ish together and I'll be like, Hudson, i take it all back. (laughs) I would take spirited you over sassy, mean Presley any day. (laughs) Yeah. I would anyway. Again, us talking about the way that we parent our kids is not a reflection of how much we love our children. We love them both the same for all of their crazy and good and bad and awful traits, but they're just different kids. So yeah. you have to you have to be that's just that's the reality, you know. I I have a very different relationship with President than I do with Hudson. I think that Hudson and I are closer in a way because well, he was my first child, and we have had so many like very intimate talks about the way he's feeling, why he's feeling that way, how he can change the way he acts. You know, we t- like our whole relationship is based around talking. And then, because he feels guilty about the things that he said or the way that he acted, he, he comes up to me all day and likes to remind me that he does in fact love me. Which yeah. Presley, on the other hand, she's not really interested in that. She's just off on her own doing her own thing, you know. Because I'm dealing with Hudson, so <laughs> you yeah. know, there's there's pluses and minuses on every end of the spectrum.
1: Mm. Yeah, we were we were talking today about how um, Jonah and Fox like cuddling with me, and Winter likes cuddling with Chris, and then then Winter said no cuddle, Daddy, and then came over to me, Lucky and you. Chris sort of pretended to cry but you know I think I read somewhere about boys that they need their mum for the first like eight years and then for the rest of their life they need their dad and so I was saying to him that his time will come
0: yeah totally (laughs) especially because you have three
1: boys yeah uh yes it can be quite challenging especially when they're all demanding on me because uh yeah I often, yeah, this is the thing that I was going to say about sort of good cop, bad cop, and how even within your marriage, you have to discover what your middle of the road parenting style is, because you may find that you have different opinions about things. But I often, because they're always with me, and they're always on me, I sometimes have to call out to Chris to say, Chris, can you help me out? And then Chris comes in, And he always appears as the bad cop. And I feel bad because they then run to me and say, Daddy was mean to me. And I have to say, well, no, he wasn't mean to you. This is why he was cross. And I agree with him. I'm on his side. But um, I don't know if it's a male thing, but it always comes across as far harsher from him. And I'm probably too soft on them and like I am such a pushover but I never dared to think that they actually would be taking advantage of my nature but you know they might (laughs) well
0: (laughs) at least you acknowledge it
1: yeah (laughs) I
0: think that's how it used to be with Adam and I like Adam was the bad cop and I was the good cop but as time goes by Adam has become so patient and so good with this positive parenting thing I don't know how he sometimes I watch him with Hudson and I'm like Damn, I wish I was that good. Like yeah. on the floor with him, face to face, talking to him, giving him a big hug. And I'm like, I gave up on that like two hours ago. Like Yeah. I'm like, you know, I guess I'm with him all day. And by the end of the day, guys, on most days, I'm so tired emotionally, like so emotionally drained from being patient, trying to be patient consistently. Because again, I think that consistency is key when it comes to parenting any child, no matter what system you're using. I'm just so tired. And then yeah. I, and then Adam comes home and the kids are so excited to see him. And he's the good guy. And like he he's the fun dad. And I've just been the mean one all day long. And I've just kind of accepted that as reality. Because hey, at least Hudson still comes over 50 times a day and tells me that he loves me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um I mean, there's nothing that they could do that would, um, you know, break <laughs> that bond that you have. Like, I've got Winter here right now and he's, like, wiggling his tongue out of his mouth at me, showing me his new police car. But he is the birthday boy, aren't you?
0: Yeah, a sure cookie.
1: Yeah, cookie. That's right. Um, yeah, one thing that was interesting that you mentioned earlier, which I was going to pick up on, was... Spanking, which you say, we say like smacking, I guess, or like using some sort of physical punishment. Um, recently in Scotland, they have banned it. It's like illegal to smack your child and not in England. However, it is very much a taboo subject. People don't want to talk about it for fear of being judged. And, yeah I mean I wonder what you think about that because I I think naturally we don't want to come from a place of violence at all and it not that it is violence but um sometimes words don't have the effect that you want them to yeah um
0: that being said if you've ever looked at my blog raised kind I literally it's about positive parenting and so I am extremely, extremely serious about talking things out, um, positive reinforcement, just treating your child in the same way that you would treat your husband, you know, having conversation, teaching them real-world coping skills. That being said, um, I have – on more than one occasion when Hudson has been so out of control that we cannot calm him down, like there is – we just can't bring him back to reality. He has gotten a little spank. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that I'm telling you to go out and spank your kids because I don't spank him unless it's an absolute – like, I have to – he's not coming back. Like, he's just far gone. And yeah. I have to – like, this is this is serious, Hudson. Like, you need to cut it out. This is unacceptable. Um yes. I think he's been spanked three times. Presley, yeah. of, of course, has never been spanked yet.
1: <laughs> little but, angel.
0: So it's hard – I mean – again, I don't encourage people to spank, but I think there is a time and a place where a little smack on the bottom is required to get them to maybe not even listen. I don't think Hudson's afraid of me because I spanked him. I don't threaten him with spanks. If it's a spank, it's a the t- It's that moment. He's out of control. I can't calm down. And it's like, I'm trying to bring him back to reality. That's my thoughts mm. on it. But I think, you know, to each their own. I don't spank him on a regular
1: basis, but that's just me. I think the danger, it's a bit like when you're pregnant and... um,
0: Can you have a glass of
1: wine? (laughs) Yeah. Can you have a glass of wine? Or, you know, can you co-sleep with alcohol? Well, it's kind of like... um, How much is too much? And there is no line yeah and it's 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 considering people at the extreme ends of the spectrum who might be so drunk that they'll lie on their baby and not be aware, so you have to kind of remember that this includes people who have violent tendencies that are not in control of the physical aspect of it, so the if they were to hit their child, then they wouldn't um they would be doing it out of anger whereas if you're doing it in a controlled environment and you're not hitting them you yes. like you said like and you're a very doing it, yeah.
0: and you're you thought about it before you did it i do not like spanking him it's totally mm. against the grain of my entire belief system i don't yeah. believe in my heart that spanking is the right thing to do yeah. but i do think that there is a time and a place where there is no other option especially yeah. for hudson again every single child is different i'm not telling you to or not to spank your child but for hudson southgate walter That's, you know, that's just the way that the way it is.
1: I think there will be a lot of people listening that do agree with us that there, you know, there's a balance and it's not often at all, but there may be the occasional situation where words aren't doing it. And even if it's just physically sort of grabbing them by the shoulders and looking at them and just trying to, you know, help them to snap out of whatever they're doing or just make sense of it. I think that yeah,
0: and I think most parents—it's there are steps that that get there. You know, like you tell them to stop, they continue throwing a fit. You take them to the side and you try to sit them down and you try to have a conversation. Then, like, listen, we're out, we're in public or we're at whatever we're doing. This is not at, this is not the correct behavior. Do you want to talk about it? You know, and then that being said, it's also being able to read your child because there are sometimes when Hudson is so upset, and I know that all he needs is for me to just hold him. For long enough, like really, and Adam's been doing this since he was a baby. Like, just hug it out. Like, sometimes he just needs like the biggest, longest hug, and he's fighting, 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 and then he just falls into it. Because again, I know Hudson. I know that his emotions control a lot of the way that he is. And while yes, sometimes, uh, you know, he does. Okay, not sometimes. On the very rare occasion, I might give him a little smack. It's often that he needs the opposite and a really big hug until he can just catch his breath and think it out and realize that the world's not falling apart, which is at that age, that's probably how they feel. Like they don't understand emotions well enough. And, you know, for me, I just feel like smacking is one of those things that it, there it, there's a line and I don't want to cross it.
1: The thing is, the bottom line is, you know your child more than anyone, and you know what works with them, and you know uh, how to get the best out of them. And I think we keep coming back to the word nurture, and I think that that is so important to celebrate their differences, but also to teach them the right and wrong, and how to behave in situations, because they need to know what behavior is appropriate at what time Mm -hmm. and um, I think that that is our job really but I think I mean we've been focusing a lot on spirited children Um, and yeah I mean at the moment my parenting style with Fox is starting to um, sort of take some sort of form because he's getting to that cheeky age of starting to walk and explore um, how would you explain to a one-year-old that it's not okay to for example take the decorations off the tree <laughs> and try and eat them
0: <laughs> I know, yeah see obviously we started positive parenting with Hudson way late and even with Presley I don't it, it's not as effective with her because she's not emotional. And when I say, you know, it hurts people, it hurts, it makes mommy sad when you do that. It doesn't carry the same weight as it does when I say that to Hudson. <laughs> and so yeah. I think at that age, it's more of, of telling them that's not what you do. And you take yeah. it away and you redirect them. And that's like at Presley school, I'm having an issue with them because Presley's literally an angel and they're putting her in time out like four times yeah. a day. And I'm like, she's two years old, like redirect her. If she's doing something wrong, put her somewhere else and say, oh, look over here. You know, like Mm. if she takes a toy from someone, oh, sorry, that's not sharing. You know, it's like when Presley was born and Hudson wouldn't share. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to learn how to share yet. But how about you go pick out a different toy and you guys can trade? You know, there's, there there are so many ways that I've found that don't involve yelling or screaming or, you know, being angry, but still kind of Show the same thing, but as far as a one-year-old goes, I don't know. When Presley was one, I was just like, uh, "No, let's go do this instead."
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: and I think was- I redirection rather than you know yelling or not even yelling, being like, nope, we're not going to do that." It's like, "Hey, look over here!" Instead of throwing that that uh, Christmas ball down the stairs, why don't we come over here and play with these balls on the I don't know, whatever, or the cars and the little car track. I don't know.
1: Yeah, checking yourself as a parent is always important. Um, I'll and I'll go back to the teaching analogy again, which is that uh as a teacher, what you don't realize when you're a student is that it's all an act. Like if you're if you're being told off by a teacher, the teacher isn't really angry. They're just performing this sort of thing to try and teach you what is right and wrong. And that's the same with your kids. You have to make sure that you are always in control of your emotions. And that if you are angry about something, you need to take a step back and you need to to debrief and think, right, was it an accident? What was the motive? Is -hmm. there something going on here that I'm not thinking about? Um, Because a meltdown in the supermarket is not necessarily because they want to piss you off the meltdown could be because they're hungry or, you know, they are feeling emotionally um, detached or like, for example, when my brother died, um, I I didn't think that it affected my kids at all, but I started to see that Jonah had this separation. Anxiety did not like me leaving him at all and it's still going on. So now I have to adapt to um, reassure him. And, you know, if he would flip out, if he couldn't see me anymore um, in a supermarket, you know, it wasn't him being difficult. It was him reacting to something in a Mm -hmm. different way.
0: Yeah, I think that's like one of the main core principles of being a parent is that things aren't always as they seem. And we have to remember that our two, three, four, five, six, seven year olds don't see the world and don't have the ability to control themselves in the same way that we do. Like when I'm, you know, hangry, like you get hangry. I get hangry. Like (laughs) when I'm hungry, I get, I get annoyed and cranky. Well, multiply that by like a hundred and like that's your kid. Or, you know, if they're, you know, even when they're tired, we all know how much being tired affects our kids. And sometimes the answer isn't yelling and screaming. It's just saying, look, I know you're tired. I know you're hungry." but it's going to be okay. It's not the end of the world and we're going to get through this together. I'm hungry too. Let's go get a snack. You know, or like let's yeah. take a nap. So many times where I've just taken a nap with Hudson, like he doesn't he doesn't take naps, but if I would just lay there with him for a while, it wouldn't take long before he was asleep. And it's just yeah. adapting. And like you said, it's such, such a good point is just looking way further into the fact that they're acting the way they're acting and trying to find the reason why and addressing that reason rather than the actual fit itself or whatever's happening. Like Hudson, I know I said this earlier, but Hudson has been saying these some terrible things like I hate myself, um, nobody likes me. I don't even like talking about this. It's been very difficult for us hearing him say these things. And, you know, we've gone back and forth like, why would he say this? Like I'm a weirdo, I'm a dummy, these things that you know, I don't say weirdo or dummy. Those are definitely kids' words. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, we addressed it with his teacher. And, you know, it came up that he's just been very emotional at school because of this whole best friend thing because he doesn't quite understand the best friend thing. And so he's saying these things at home, and while it makes me feel so sad and so, I mean, angry because it's like every other sentence out of his mouth. Sometimes, every time if I even say Hudson, that wasn't a kind thing to do. I hate myself. I'm such a dummy. I'm a weirdo. You know. And so you're like, no, I'm I'm not saying that. I love you. But it's it's then realizing, okay, this is way bigger than just what he's saying at home. Like this goes deep. And I have to start addressing this in a different way. And so, you know, it's Adam and I sitting down and finding out and talking through how to handle that. And just reminding him as often as possible that he's awesome. And that being weird is cool. (laughs) Wait, also, you never said if you spank your kids.
1: (laughs) Yeah, for me, like you, it goes against the grain of um, my fiber of my being to use any sort of physical punishment and I really don't like it and I think for Winter particularly it causes a negative reaction where he sort of shuts himself off like um, it, and I've seen that because Chris Chris can do the sort of slap on the wrist um, to tell him no and whenever that happens it affects him really badly so I've said I've had a conversation with Chris I said, look, I don't think we should do this because I don't think that for winter it's having any sort of impact on him other than a negative one that um it could be damaging and and so yeah, I don't I don't do it. But um I have and I'm not perfect and I have uh, hit out at um Jonah if he I think I think maybe I've hit out at him for uh Like maybe he jumped on me and it really hurt. And my reaction was to sort of, you know, lash my arm out. And I, you know, I felt awful afterwards, but it wasn't like I punched him or anything. I just, you know, it was just like a defense thing. And he, like his head ran into my elbow. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't, it doesn't sit well with me. And I would like to think that every other avenue is taken before that is necessary. So we pretty much feel the same. Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think that this is definitely a conversation that we will return to because I think that this is just the tip of the iceberg. And I think as our kids get older as well, we're going to be learning so much more about how to deal with kids um, as they grow.
0: Yeah. And of course, like we say on every episode, we're just sharing our experiences, you know, Every child is different, and the most important thing is to understand your own child and try different things, be open-minded, and, you know, really dive into figuring out what makes your child tick. And I, I promise you, when you find that thing that works, it's not going to work 100% of the time, but you will slowly start seeing some incredible changes and I know for us, that's been the most freeing thing because, like Adam thought that positive parenting was a joke. But watching him over the past two years, like develop into like a positive parenting guru has been because he sees that that is what Hudson responds to the best. Like you said, when we were yelling at him and punishing him and threatening him, and, you know, like screaming at him, it made him really, like revert backwards and regress and. You, I didn't like seeing him afraid of us and then it's like we started positive parenting and there was just this huge positive shift over time and then like I said you know Presley on the other hand I'm working on developing <laughs> for her i I have to figure out it's it's not going to be the same because she's not emotional and so like I said saying those emotional cues doesn't doesn't work for her so I'll have to figure out how I'm in the process of figuring that with her but that's Part of being a parent is, again, figuring out what makes your child tick and what is the
1: best plan of action for them. I think overall as well, what I, um, I hate the idea of having to apologize for my children because I feel that the people who I'm with may disapprove of the way they're behaving. And that is something that really irks me. And it's something that I really disappoint, have disappointed myself with in the past, I put the opinions of others before the needs of my children. And I don't like that. And I really try and think, I mean, if they're, you know, smashing someone's head against a wall or something, I may intervene and be like, okay, Jonah, that's not okay. I hope so. (laughs) Don't be that mom
0: who doesn't do anything at the the park.
1: No, but I I will assess the situation and understand uh, whether... It's me being concerned about what others think about me or whether it's a genuine time to apologize for his behavior, which normally it's not. I'm so concerned about being embarrassed and Mm. I just, I hate that idea. And I really would never like Jonah to think he was an embarrassment or Winter was being an embarrassment for, because I was in front of my friends or something.
0: Yes. I'm so glad that you said that because that's so true. Um, I like, I see, I said to my mom today, like I see the way people look at me and yeah. it hurts and it makes me so sad because they, it's like, they're not, they don't even know me and they don't know Hudson and they don't know our story. And I take it and she's like, who cares? Like they exactly, they don't know you. So do not let it get to you. And I think that's as parents of any child, you have to remember that you're doing the best that you can do, um, as long, you know, you have to be confident and don't, let that affect you. And more importantly, don't ever tell your kids that they're embarrassing or Mm. it's because, because that, like you said, that's okay. I just told you not to do something. I'm sorry. But again, with the lifting our children up and not letting them feel that they are anything, but, you know, learning their work in progress as are we, Mm-hmm. you like, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. And I make a point every time I do something or if I ra- if I raise my voice or if I'm, you know, in a, any way mean to Hudson, which has happened because I'm not perfect, I apologize to him. Mm. And I say, I'm so sorry. That was not the right way to act. And I didn't set a good example for you. And I'm I'm sorry.
1: And yes. I think it's important
0: for our kids to see us make mistakes and see how to handle that as well. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself again.
1: <laughs> no, I, I agree. I think that was an important point. That was a point I wanted to make ages ago, but I never got round right to it. But I think we probably should hit this on the head because I have got a house full of boys that are awake. So I should probably go and help Chris out with that.
0: <laughs> and I hope you guys enjoyed it. I really enjoyed talking about this. I think it's a great
1: topic. Yes. As always, please, if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes or a rating and please tell people about it because word of mouth is the way that we'll be able to uh, get out there in the world and share our experiences and it might be something that someone else needs to hear. So if you can think of a parent who is struggling with their kids, put them on to us and make them feel better by getting them to listen to this episode
0: it's like the best feeling in the world seeing somebody share us on their Instagram. So if you really love yeah. us and you really want to do something that will make us so happy, do that because it's, you know, it takes a lot of time to do this and we love doing it, but we also love getting love back.
1: <laughs> yeah. Share the love.
0: Yes. And yeah. now we will see you next Tuesday.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have a good week, everyone. See you next